welcome to Conversations About Life. Well, good morning. And, good and, morning. And good thanks, morning. Um, Sue, for being a part of the podcast. And um, so you're a neighbor of my mom and dad down here. They live in Black, Missouri. And I guess you're... Black, is it Black Missouri too? You're just down the road, right? Only I say Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah. So, um, and this is where you were are from, and and so forth. Grew up, raised here till I was 18, and went away to school. Didn't meet them until probably 15 years ago. Okay. But your mom and dad, and um, they stopped by my house to get me to come to their church, which okay. I thought was pretty cool. Okay. Let's and I see. did. And then I followed him. Wherever he preached, I went. I was their groupie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what kind of family were you a part of when you were growing up down here? I've, I have five siblings, and I was number three. Okay. But there was a big gap between number two and myself. And then there were three right after me. So I feel like the number one kid, I got to be the boss of three little boys. Yeah. Okay. And um, what did your family do? Dad was a farmer and he also did plumbing and I guess that's it and mom was just a terrific cook and a good mama okay so um yeah what else about you so quite a few kids or uh, a lot of kids a lot of kids yeah <laughs> um did you enjoy growing up down here I'm so grateful I grew up here yeah I am uh, we took a little respite and moved to Little Rock when I was 11 and came back when I was 13 to, to Black. My mom's parents lived in Little Rock, so it was big city to us. And that was a nice little interlude in my life, in my growing up years. And then came back here and um, did my finish, finished out growing up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're doing fine. <laughs> um, so, you know, you said mom and dad. They invited you to church, and you you know you started going to church down here with them. So was that a new thing for you, or did you grow up with that I, as well? I actually went to the the Black Baptist Church when I was growing up. Oh, did you? Okay. Um, but I don't think I ever became a member. Flora Eastep always, who is a an icon in this area, she wrote a book on Black. Oh, did she? That I've never seen. But okay. she has a granddaughter that I was really close to, Jeannie Pinkley. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was close to Flora. Our birthdays were right on the same date. And, you know, in church, they always call you up on your birthday in the local yeah, I remember. country churches. Yeah. Um, and then for some reason, they give you a pencil and, um, and all of that. So is... you can mark on the calendar you're a year older. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why. Yes, that's yeah. that's right. And they, um, I think you have to make a contribution right. in pennies the number of years you are old. Okay. Um, but um, I never did see the book on black. I'd like to see that. Um, so, um, okay, so you went to church uh, when you were when you were growing <laughs> when you were growing up. I, was that was your family into it, or did you just do that on your own? My mom would take me and drop me off, maybe with a, a, a sibling, and Dad, if he took us, he would stay. But okay. um, but I actually in I was christened Methodist. Okay, and because that's what Mom had been. Okay. 
but I felt hardcore Baptist. I did feel solid Baptist until I was married, or actually just before I was married. My husband's dad was a preacher in the Church of Christ. Okay. And there were, so I'm a young married, and there was a big group of young marrieds there. So I was immersed. It was a wonderful place to be. And I feel like Church of Christ, people tell me that it's... um, um, works that get you to church. That's the way the Church of Christ believes. But that's not the way my church believed. They believed the Bible. In fact, they didn't have a doctrine aside from the Bible. When I, One of my neighbors told me, when I said, why don't you come to church with me? It's really friendly and godly and Christ-centered. And she said, that's the church that believes you have to get to heaven through works. Hmm. And I said, I didn't know that. So I went to the church and I said, what's our, um, what do you call that? Sort of like a statement of faith or something like that. Something that the Baptist church puts on the wall and I can't think what. Yeah, covenant or just kind of a statement of what they believe and so forth. There you are. And so I asked my church what it what I asked several people because I didn't like their answer. They said, all we use is the Bible. And I thought, that sounds pretty hardcore to me. Instead of saying, this is the way I interpret the Bible. You can't do this and you can't do that. Um, so I was a Church of Christer then. I mean, I'm. But there aren't any church. There's one little tiny church in Centerville that I don't think they meet any longer. But I met there. I went there when I first came here. And they played a recording, and there were six fa- other people there, and they were all related. And I didn't feel like I belonged. But right. uh, so then I, I go to Baptist. I go churches all over. But I, I read the Bible quite a lot. I went through Bible study fellowship. Did you ever hear of that? I have heard of that. It's yeah. international, and um, where, where did you do that at? In St. Louis, and okay. I tried to do it from here, but it's a, they had one at Arnold, but it was a really tough drive getting right. there once a week, and I just I stopped it. Yeah, and they were all younger. I didn't really fit. I didn't think. But I've heard good things about that. It's excellent. Right on the Bible. So, so you you visit a lot of different churches than kind of in the area. Still do here, so. bounce around to churches. And sometimes I don't go. I try to be in a Bible study mm-hmm. and until I don't dis- until I disagree with something they say where it doesn't match my interpretation of the Bible. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, I'm probably not the best example to follow in Christendom. So um, what is important to you like um, when it comes to um, you know, the Christian faith and how you understand it and follow it? Are there any particular things that... Um, well, certainly Christ is it. And someone just asked me, the meaning of life, is that the same thing? If your meaning is Christ, is that the same thing? Um, and I'm in a book club with people who aren't Christians, and some of them are proud atheists. And um, So is that around here? It's in Ironton. Ironton, okay, yeah. And we meet once a week. That's a whole lot of influence, except yeah. they're just wrong-sided. Yeah. But um, the question, one woman came in who was going through depression, and she said, I've, I don't have a meaning of life. What is the meaning of life? And I thought, wow, God, this is probably why I'm here. <laughs> and so people were saying, being happy is the meaning of life. And, and I was trying to think how to jump in. And somebody said, Sue, what's your meaning? What, what do you think is important in life? And I said, my whole purpose is to glorify God. To glorify God. And so everybody got quiet for a change. And um, I said, just to honor and 
um, follow Christ and um, do this for the the one I know who knit me in my mother's womb. And um, anyway, I felt that I did it. Now I don't have to go anymore because <laughs> I don't think there are any accidents. I think I was in this group of atheists. Most, uh, almost everyone in there was a great an atheist, and there were eleven of us. And um, I thought, okay, that's it. That's the only purpose I had here because they don't. There, there's no swaying. They're not really interested in becoming like me. I should have started younger. To that book club. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, people do change you never know like um i mean i I don't think um like if there might be a change going on i mean it might not be something that people show i mean people want to feel confident in their where they are and stuff i I don't know it could be that you know they're just not swayable as well but well i felt like it wasn't real effective but they're trying to initiate right after that they were trying to initiate more people into the book club and we had a live one she was about to join and one of the members who was an atheist said um, we accept everyone except conservatives and Christians and and then she added except for Susan and so when I got away from that meeting I thought I must not be a very strong Christian or they wouldn't they don't like that belief well not necessarily because like sometimes I think um Non-Christians have this uh, stereotype of Christians of being like angry and hateful and so forth. And then if you are just being who you are and you're opposite of that, then um, they might think, well, you're odd. You're not like a normal Christian. So it, it, I don't think it necessarily means you're ineffective. I, you know, I don't know. Just my thoughts. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I don't. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. We'll see later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's neat that you are a part of it, or you were a part of it, or however that turns out. But yeah, I kind of wave in and out, and now and again, if somebody calls me and says we really want you to come, then I'll show up. I hate me. Sorry. Um. So the meaning in life, the way you explain it to your book club, was to glorify God, um, who made you, and so forth. Um. You know, one question I ask people quite a bit is like, what gives them confidence in their worldview? Like, um, why do you um, feel confident that that's the, the true meaning of life rather than just being the product of just how you were raised and not anymore, you know, and, and just kind of you and not really the ultimate truth, so to speak, you know? Yeah, well, we're told in the Bible that we can question, and and certainly I've gone through that when I have people who have an anti-view of the way I believe things. But um, it's just funny how what people would call coincidence, how many I've had that I know had to be God. Hmm. And, um, I mean, just how many times He saved my life. And, um, and also the way Paul said... Um, if what we're believing isn't true, we, above all people, are to be pitied, pitied. Mm-hmm. And um, and he was a pretty smart boy. They say that he had uh, three, equal to the, today's education, he had three PhDs, and um, that's a lot of smart. Mm-hmm. So he's a good one to believe. Um, 
and he wrote a lot of the New Testament. So right. I'm so, in. That's in. So kind of like his confidence gives you confidence because he he was very smart, you know. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Right. And one thing, um, you, almost everyone has to admit, like they they might not believe the New Testament, but you almost everyone has to admit the people who wrote it believed it, you know. And yeah. and he was. Um, right there he said he had a vision of of jesus so you can just tell by the writings that this is authentic to what he believes anyway yeah. you know yes exactly <laughs> yeah um so um any thoughts about like um when it comes to like how that's lived out glorifying god like um you know any thoughts on that or um just any thoughts about like just being near to God? How, have you anything to share with me or listeners about what helps you to be like closely connected to God, where you feel like you're walking with God and um, experiencing, so especially experiencing His love? Like, um, seems like that's important because that has a transformative effect on us when we experience it. We become more like Him, but. Um, I don't know. We uh, I think we don't always experience closeness and love to God. So, is there anything that helps you to um, to do that? To be kind of carrying that with you, that love of Jesus and so forth. A lot of times, when I don't, I don't want to do something nice. I feel like setting somebody back on their heels or something. This kindness thing sweeps over. No, it's not me. Um, this kindness that comes in, and he tells us that he's love, and then I, I'm reminded that um, I'm supposed to be nicer than I feel like being. Um, so I, I guess that applies um, when he says that he is love, and it's not that fluffy feeling. I, I mean, I've just come to think this way that it's not that wonderful feeling that you strive for in life that the the scintillation and uh, just being attracted and to a certain person, woman, or I mean, just a friend or whatever. But um, I think it's a duty. I think, I mean, it just kind of dawned on me. And I say, thank you, God. I think that's what I needed here. It's a duty to be like Christ, and that's loving. Loving. That's being loving. Um, I hurt. Um, so to say that how I how it impacted me to project it from myself. I would say just a lot of times I'm kinder than I than I would rather be. Okay. So, um. But appreciative for that. I mean, I'm I'm so appreciative. Um, whether that c- comes projected out of me or not, I I'm so grateful for being here, for being, for having the life I've had and. And are you saying that this helps you to experience God's love? Like when you are showing love, is that kind of what you're you're getting at, or is I'm, there something? Different? I'm not sure. I know how to okay. experience His love. I just am so aware of it. Okay. And I guess that is experiencing it. Okay, I see. Right. And um, yeah, and I'm just so thankful for it. Um, and I think that's a key to happiness too. I think gratefulness is just pretty much all it. Yeah. Um, that if you're grateful for what he saved you from 
oopsie, um, and what he um, has has provided for you and what he's surrounded you with. Um, I don't see how you can not be grateful. And that, and with that comes a glory, uh, a joy that um, is pretty inexpressible. I'm going, just a second. I'm kind of on the clock. I work for my sons, and I just ignored a phone call, so I just want to make sure. Oh, sure. It's Do, not. We're off, right? Um, no, I'll, we're on back again. I'll, oh, okay. No, it's okay. Did you take a hiatus, though? Did you block it for one minute, second? I didn't. I can, though. I got um, blurps in there, I think. I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, little things that I said to you. Yeah, that's fine. So you don't need to do that? No, it's not them. So I'll just return the call a little bit later. But um, so, um, you know, what about like, are there any kind of routines that have been helpful to you as far as like, um, I don't know. It sounds like you're a reader. Do you read? I do. Okay. I do. I um, I just read a book that your mom and dad's friend um, lent to me, or actually through Bill, and it was the narrative of Frederick Douglass. Okay. He was a slave, mm-hmm. and he tells his experiences, and um, yeah, I just read that, but I read a lot. Do you? Um, and then any other kind of root, so uh, routines or anything that... Um, until uh, recently, I walked two miles a day. That was a okay. routine. I mean, it was an adamant routine. Um, but I had this um, thing going on. My um, a couple of my joints are not cooperating, and so I've kind of taken a hiatus. I try to do it. I went out yesterday and lasted about um, not quite a half mile. I'm so sorry. Um, and routines otherwise I try to have company I have people in for dinner and um, and I have lunch almost every day with a girlfriend what's neat I mean if that's a routine it, I wouldn't say that it's uh, particularly enlightening to them from me I don't like me so like um, you're kind of whispering um, a little bit like you know you're just not ha- happy with yourself or how you're coming across and stuff and you're doing, <laughs> sure. you're doing not really even. well <laughs> you're pretty nice but, um, um, yeah I just feel spotlighted and peculiar <laughs> yeah it's probably just um, yeah I can see how it can be kind of uncomfortable you know and some people tell me no like a lot of people tell me no to like recording a conversation with them. I guess maybe that's why, you know, it's just kind of a odd situation and so forth. And Young people are used to it because they've been televised from their births. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I wasn't. I think I was always bashful that way. Yeah. Um, have it, well, what's impacted your life as far as like anything um, just kind of really making imp- either people, experiences, any particular books or anything like that? that has um, made an impact? Well, certainly the Bible. Okay. And, um, and I've been close to, uh, to people who've died that had impact. Um, always someone through my life that I was close to, closest to, I don't know. Um, but major impacts. I look for people who are, are godly. I want to be around people who are godly. And... Um, 
and I've made so many big mistakes that we won't discuss here uh, with my life, and um, and God has got me through them. And um, was there um, so as far as like your relationship with God, was there like a conversion experience, or was it more of just kind of a gradual walking and growing and learning, or? Something like that? Probably both. Okay. And, um, when I was in my early 20s and married, my husband used to, f- his dad was a minister. He used to follow me around my house with a with our house with a Bible. And uh, I think that is so cool. I mean, he was determined to get me on his. I was baptized, Christian, christened when I was a baby. Uh-huh. And I attended churches, but it, it was it was an experience, but I wouldn't call it a... I didn't. I wasn't converted. I mean, I certainly believed in Christ, which is pretty big. And then I remember when one of my classmates was baptized, and I thought that sounds like a really cool experience. That you have to do that to make a be a witness that you to show people that you are where you belong now. Mm-hmm. That you belong to Christ. And her name was Valerie Hawkins, and she was killed right out of high school in a car accident. Oh wow. But when we were in high school, she was baptized when she was about 15, when we were about 15. And um, she would do it in the river. That was our swimming place. And um, she would do it over and over. And I thought, hmm, you only need to do it once. And I knew that at the time. But she was so pleased that she did it. So it had an, an effect on me, I suppose. And So she would baptize herself in a yes. river? Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> interesting. You. And um, I worked with a man later in life. I'd had a serious accident and uh, he and his wife I was really close to and he he was a street evangelist. I'd never met one of them and he was very effective and then he died and um, uh, he talked about Christ a lot and we I sold mobile homes at the time and I was impressed with that hmm. and it kind of more info- reinforced me though but I was baptized when I was 23 years old Okay. And believed everything. Didn't necessarily follow the system. I didn't. I didn't know a lot. And there are funny stories where I would read this much of the Bible, and I would get here, and I go, "Okay, I'm living on that." And then, years and years, maybe decades later, I would read the rest of that book, and I would go, "Oh, I could have handled that different, in a different way." Um, that probably doesn't make sense. No, no, that makes sense. <laughs> um, okay. So that's all I've got. I mean, I just, I don't, people have asked me, what is my conversion story? And I can't really give it. I just, mom used to say that Christ could always, I mean, that God was always there and he could always see whatever I was doing. And I believed that. And and that was from early, early years. And I guess, I don't know, I think I probably got hardcore from Bible study fellowship. Yeah. Right. Because um, I really had to read the Bible because I didn't want to be embarrassed in class. Yeah. And then I was sucked into it. I mean, it was uh, magnetic to me. And did you say you did that in Arnold or were you living up that way and did it somewhere I was else? living in St. Louis and okay. I, at first I did it in Creve and then I did it, was still in St. Louis area. I did it in, I think it's called Harvester, Missouri. It's out on the other side of St. Right. Charles. And, right. And I did it always. I did it for seven years. Now it's a 10-year program. And there's a hiatus in the summertime. There's a three months off, like school. um, But it was was serious study. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is it just for women? There are, they divide and they have men in a, at a different time. Okay. And women okay. are separated too. And there, there's a children one now, I understand, where there's actually a study going on for the children. Yeah. But she got a rah-rah. So it sounds, you know, you're talking about meeting with people and things. So it sounds like you're pretty relational, like into relationships and things like that and sure. enjoy that. Yeah. Don't you think that's a, a real, that's, that's Christ-like? I mean, yeah. he had his 12 bosom buddies. Um, yeah, I think that's real important. We, we show ourselves to other people. And you, and you can be fluffy. You can do it just in one encounter. But I think you have to know people better. Mm-hmm. Before you see where you need to, uh, what you need to divulge, or how you're guided, um, I think I think that's why we're created. We weren't man was. What is that saying in the Bible? Um, it's not good for man to be alone. That one. Well, yeah, that, and that okay. was just the wife thing. But right. but um, yeah, you can't you can't live by bread alone. And, okay. And I think that's and Christ. That's in the New Testament. So. I don't know. I think it's important. And certainly fellowship is just what it is. Mm-hmm. That's how you pick up Christ, and that's how you uh, show Christ, I think. It has to be with people. So, yeah, I'm into relationships a lot. So have and have you pretty much always been then? I think so, okay. yes. Is it, has there been anything that you've learned about um, relationships as far as like nourishing them, staying close? to people or anything like that? A rule. A rule for dealing with friendships. Um, Probably not. You kind of move with what they need or... I don't know. It should be God-divided. God-guided. But I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. Um, Like one thing... Go ahead. But Mom always said you put them first. You know, the golden rule. We used to be taught that in school. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I, that's, yeah, that's how you deal with relationships. Hmm. I think, and I'm so sorry I interrupted. No, that's okay. Um, yeah, one thing I've thought about before, like, there's people all around us. And, like, meeting new people is exciting. Like, and that's part of, like, what the appeal of podcasting is. You know, I can just ask whoever, would you be a guest? And I get to meet somebody and get to know them and ask them whatever I want to. You know, so that's neat. <laughs> but, um but you can't like go really broad with a, a lot of people and then go deep at the same time. So, True. so is, that's something I've kind of thought before. Like, um, how do you go deeper? And like, do you have to kind of limit yourself in order to do so? Because um, if you spend all your time meeting new people, you just don't go deep with those few. Yeah. You know, and there's probably not like a hard fast rule or anything, but it's just. Something, you know, I've wondered about. And but we're even told you you sp- uh, spray the seeds or you plant the seeds, and so mm-hmm. that's kind of shallow. Yeah. And then you depend on somebody else coming behind you, and but then you'll have your deep friendships too later, where the seeds have already been planted and um, watered and started to grow. Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand a whole lot of stuff. And yeah, and you don't know exactly how it's going to work out. It's not like a oh. a planned type of thing. It's kind of something you might look back on and and see, well, this is how that friendship formed and grew and stuff. And not necessarily 
expect it, perhaps. But yes, yeah. I agree. Um, now you're kind of into politics and some. That's what Mom mentioned. Is it? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> the claws come out. <laughs> um, yes, I am. I, and we just had a primary election yesterday. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm despondent. <laughs> okay. But you ask the questions, all right. I'm certainly ready to talk about that. Well, just like, um, how are you involved? What do you do? I do nothing. I, I And I rest on my laurels. I say, I'm old. I don't really do that. And I hurt. I, I don't do anything. I was thinking yesterday when I went to the polls, I should have been on the polls. I should have been doing stuff, saying, which one do you want? And you're right here. You need to sign right here. It's a real simple thing, but I do. I do have a couple of conservative groups that I um, attend meetings with, and um, and it's fun, and it's serious. And I'm just about to get involved with um, the the um, oh fiddle. I can't think of the name of it, but it's a it's a big deal. And but I won't be a big deal in it. I, I'm not, I don't have the energy, and so I don't expect to really get involved. I'll just know what's going on and know what the legal, what the laws are so that um, I can tell people one at a time. Okay. Um, so you mentioned, like, just your body hurting and stuff like that. So, um, and I guess that's something, like, we all, if we live long enough, you know, we all encounter just that aging and growing old and stuff. So um, is that um, anything like that you've learned through to learn how to handle that or how to be content in it or how not to let it be totally frustrating to you or anything like that? Great question. What it tells me is I haven't been sympathetic enough to people who have body aches (laughs) because uh, it really does slow you down. Hmm. Um, And... um, so maybe, maybe it's impacted me in that way. And, um, but no, I was aware I'm getting older already. But I, it's, he said it's either, um, the doctor said that it's um, compacted or compressed, that I actually had something that caused it. But it usually heals itself on its own. But it has made me notice young people have a lot more energy than I do, and they can move their feet faster than I do mm-hmm. and they seem a lot more deliberate in their moving than I do um, so I don't know I, and I've asked God about that what am I supposed to do with this is this something I need to get used to um, and if I'm okay with it if I if it is because everybody knows and they goes there there little lady um, and and help me somebody somebody stopped the other day I was waiting for the tow man to come because they're my tire I was going to go get an inspection on my little pickup and I pulled it out of the garage and the tire is off the rim I don't know how that happened truly but um, huh. yeah so I called the, the guy who would, I called AAA and they were going to send a tow man who might be able to fix it but one of my neighbors came up and repaired it for me just put the, the tire back on the wheel and put air in it and fix so the it was and, off the rim and like separated at a different no, it was still it was still okay. on the, at the rim, but off yeah. the rim. You could see the actual rim. Okay, so the, the seal was wasn't broke. I mean, the seal was broke or something. I don't know. Right, yeah. And I don't know how it happened. I had okay. lent the truck out, but nobody made any confessions. Okay. They'd just driven it into there, and that was a couple of months ago. I don't mm-hmm. use it. Mm-hmm. 
but it was time for licensing. But I was ever so grateful for the young man who stopped. And he's a homeschooler, a Christian, and he works right down the street from me, and he was passing by. So that was good. I don't remember where that came from. Yeah, me either, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the way um, people interact, I mean, it was nice. And he's a Christian. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was thinking I might be able to... Introduce him to someone in your family. Okay. <laughs> right. um, okay. And I, um, yeah. Well, certainly, I mean, Christian has a, Christianity has an impact. Um, just so many people. Um, almost scared to say a name because I'll get it wrong. John Newman, the Amazing Grace guy. Was it? Was it Newsom that wrote Amazing Grace? It was Newman. Um, Newman. I forgot the first name. You might have it right, John. I um, think it was in, John. Okay. Don't put any money on it. Yeah. But just his conversion. Right. I mean, he was a brute, and then he yeah. realized what was real. And yeah. it's, um, And I think that's what we do. Um, yeah. Christians, they go, wow, he really is amazing. Yeah. I don't ever use the word awesome because he's, he's it. An awesome, he's the only one that is, I think. Of course, that's my own personal thing. Right. Do you know how many words are in our vocabulary? Over a million. Several Mm. years ago, I looked it up on Google that you could find out anything. Mm -hmm. 1,300,000. No, it was 1,030,000 and some digits in between, but that was the basic number. And a lot of them now, the new words are uh, computer words. But there's so many adjectives. We don't have to use God's adjective. Amazing is one I overuse, which I know he's really amazing. Babbling, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, okay. Um, well, in, um, you know, kind of in just wrapping up, let me ask you, um, just what do you find satisfying in life? Is there anything that just really resonates with you that you just is really satisfying when you're doing it or involved in it or anything like that there are a lot of things that different in different groups of people i love and reading a good book i i love yeah and studying the bible i get aha moments and i love that and it's just good reading anyway um i don't know i'm generally pretty comfortable with what's going going on yeah um so i don't have an exactly pinpoint um, an exact pinpoint for what what'll do it for me i used to love coffee with a lot of cream in it but i don't drink it but i don't put the cream in it so much because it's fattening and i love chicory thank you very much you're welcome (laughs) thanks for listening to me oh you're welcome it's been good (laughs) um bye okay well I guess we'll wrap up unless, um, is there anything else we should bring up um, before just? I can't think of a thing. Okay. Well, it's been good to talk with you. I appreciate it, Sue. Thank you. My pleasure. It was sweet of you to ask me. Thank you.